Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Interesting documentary coming out about the Patriots. Think Last Dance, I guess. Not so much in the content, but that type of thing. Rob G, kind of... It's not all out. It just dropped today, right? The first episode. So bring us up to speed. So what are they doing, Rob G? Two episodes a week? That is is the plan, yes. Now, you recall The Last Dance was supposed to be released in a similar format, but because of COVID, they decided to bless us and and drop everything all at once. it was like... We we wouldn't have had anything. (laughs) I mean, do you remember? We were watching it. We were struggling. No, struggling. And you would talk about it for like three or four days, and it, it would get you through Thursday. And then you'd have to, you know, come up with something up else because there was nothing going let's on. Circle, let's right. circle back to episode two. I know there's meat there that we right, got to get right, right. back to. And Michael Jordan couldn't have planned it any better. Right. I mean, I mean you God. know what I mean? Because right. there was nothing else for people to watch. So in any event, this doc's out. It's a, The first two episodes are out now on Apple TV. But part of the promotion, the trailers, the, the buzz coming into today's debut was the relationship between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Obviously, that's all anyone cares about because the first two episodes are about the first Super Bowls. Everyone's very excited, but no one cares about that. They want to know what went wrong, right? So as part of the promotion, The Athletic got quotes from some of the later episodes, and they discussed why Tom Brady ultimately decided to leave New England. Tom Brady said there was no amount of money, basically, they could offer him to get him to stay and put up with what he was putting up with. To elaborate... Matthew Slater said, quote, it was brutal, talking about the Brady-Belichick relationship. Rob Gronkowski described not wanting to get out of his car to go to work. That's how much he dreaded going to practice and working under Bill Belichick. And last but not least, this is the shocking one. Wes Welker compared Tom Brady to an abused dog who was continually going back to his owner with the Tom Brady-Bill Belichick relationship. That's only because uh, Tom Brady's nose is wet. That's it. Oh, I'm sorry. 
That nothing round, everything's not nothing. funny. Okay, yeah, that was just that wasn't even. I don't even think people knew if that was a joke or not. I was trying to what? process That's how bad it. What that are you was. talking about? <laughs> don't dogs have wet noses? I was processing. It just, it just wasn't funny. Okay. Um, but that's that Stockholm syndrome is what Wes Welker was describing, Rob. You know, when uh you go back to your abuser or whatever. But I Rob, this look, we all knew how tough it was to play in New England. You remember when Philadelphia beat them in the Super Bowl and the Eagles players are talking about how they wouldn't want to play in New England. It's no fun and all of that. But, Rob, to hear these quotes, is um, it, it, may, it makes me feel like, and we'll see the documentary eventually when it comes out, but it makes me feel like it's worse than we could have imagined. You know, um, because I would think... Obviously, those guys won championships. I mean, tons of them in that Patriot way under Belichick. And usually, Rob, you know this, when you get away from something for a few years, you look back fondly, you know, especially if you had success. Even if it wasn't fun, you look back and you kind of forget or overlook the bad times and the challenges and you just are like, man, it was so we we were winning so much. It was great. And for them to be focused, at least from what we're hearing and what's been reported so far, just about how bad it was, that tells me it must have been incredibly terrible. It's funny. I have the exact opposite uh, opinion. It sounds like they're big crybabies. Oh, my God, they had practice for a couple of hours. My God, he was whipping them with whips and chains, and he was asking them. Dude, they, they were succeeding and winning and, and doing, like, putting in work. And now after it's all over, like, it just sounds like, 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 like a big baby, like, oh, it was so tough to win and be be held accountable and, and have but a guy who— But are they who, saying that? Are they I mean, saying that, that, it's because that, we practiced that's what, a couple that's what, hours a day? That's but, the way you said like, it. Everybody practices a couple hours a day. But, but that's, it just sounds like— Did they like, say oh, it because we were being held accountable? I'm just saying, like, it doesn't, that's the, my to, point. Every football player is held accountable and practices a few hours a day. No, but they that, can't but, be but, but, to but that. what did he do? Can you give me some examples? I don't examples? know. That's what I, I'm wondering. It just sounds, <laughs> it just to me sounds like like being a big baby. I'm just telling you because what was he doing? Oh, and Tom Brady was an abused dog. Really? When Tom Brady, Brady and him got together, they embraced and they threw flowers at each other and all that. If it was really that bad, now I got to hear a documentary and say everything that they presented and, and told each other how great they admired each other and worked together. Now all that's a lie. Is that, is that what this is? Come on. I, I just don't buy it. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Because I look, I every football player has hard times practicing hard especially back then when you could have two-a-days and you could have padded practices all week and things like that. So that's my point. I, I It can't just be that. Uh, every football player has been yelled at. My guess, Rob, is that it was, I mean, when, especially when you talk about Welker talking about Brady. Yeah, like an it abused dog, like Chris. Just, like, well, what, what did he sounds, do to Tom Brady? It sounds like he spoke to him. In a way that was like just really degrading, and he did. It, it, I'm just, I'm just totally speculating. You no, know, based I, on I what I am we're too. Hearing. I mean, right. I, I, I am too. I, but I'm but just, I'm, 
How bad could it have been? Well, I don't think it was. I mean, I think the abused dog obviously is a little bit of hyperbole, but I'm just saying, like, my guess is that these are grown men, as you know, and that even as Brady emerged as this great player, that Belichick continued to talk to him like he was, you know, a, a, a bench player, you know, just yelling. And we know that that was part of it, right? That people have talked about the fact that Brady would allow Belichick to get on him so hard, put everybody else in line. We heard the same thing with Tim Duncan and, and Greg Popovich. Like when your star takes coaching, then everybody else has no choice but to get in line. But I don't know, Rob. That's I mean, I'm kind of with you in that I'm wondering what in the world could it have been. Right. I just I'm I don't tra- think it, but I don't I don't buy I'm not buying it was just hard practices. I mean, you can go there there's a line, right? Maybe it was they were in, over the line yeah. as far as hard, but they're two a days, man. It happens. You know, you get yelled at by your coach. That's you. You learn that as a football. Exactly. Player. Now, Rob G, so you got any, what, any, de- any more details or help us out here? Yeah. So just to add some context. Now, recall. Please. I don't know if you remember this, guys, but following their 2018 Super Bowl loss to the Eagles, Giselle Bunchin, his ex-wife, yep. told Robert Kraft in a closed door meeting, which was reported by NBC Sports Boston. That it was, quote, ridiculous that Belichick still treated Brady like, quote, effing Johnny Foxborough. That he wasn't treating him like a guy who had won multiple Super Bowls. I remember that. She also, didn't she win the receiver? She she said, if they they could only catch the ball. She can't throw and catch the ball. But the other thing that she said was she didn't like that uh, Bill Belichick was treating Brady's personal trainer and best friends like outcasts. Okay, well, I so was, is, well, was well, didn't not Welk, getting Welk also treatment? test positive though for I mean uh, there, that was when he got rid of them. Don't he, you remember? Yeah, yeah. That's when he pushed him out of there, Chris. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing I do think, Rob, and and again, this is speculation because we, you know, we don't know, but it just seems like Belichick, and I mean, Glint from this from the press conferences to this. And I get it. A lot of people say he's funny away from the camera and the reporters and all. And that might very well be true. But from what we see, Rob, it sounds like he he doesn't have great interpersonal skills. He doesn't seem like that kind of guy, right? Yeah, you know, and I think he probably only knows one way. And instead of developing some good relationships with guys, because, again, these are adults. These aren't high school or college kids. He just drove him like a drill sergeant, I guess. And for whatever, you know, they must not have had any fun other than the winning. And the winning is fun, right? And and they're legends because of it, so I'm not crying for them. But I'm just saying it must have been stuff, Rob, that was worse than we, we even thought. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. All right, Rob G. So USA Today uh, talked about Caitlin Clark in about the greatest basketball terms you could talk about her. So Rob G, fill us in on this. That's right. USA Today columnist Nancy Armour wrote a glowing column praising Caitlin Clark, but not in the way you would expect. You know, obviously she broke the record and that's a big deal. But what she's saying, Nancy Armour, is that Caitlin Clark is transforming the sport of basketball in the same ways that Michael Jordan did. Here's an excerpt. Clark is more than just her game. When you factor in the outsized impact she's having off the court, there's really only been one other player like her, Michael Jordan. He wasn't just the best player in the history of the game. He transcended sport, his and all others. He was a cultural sensation. He elevated the NBA because of it. Clark's impact might not be as widespread yet, but it's no less transformative. Interest in women's sports has skyrocketed over the last few years, and viewership during last year's NCAA basketball tournament obliterated the previous high with the final of Iowa and US and LSU watched by almost 10 million people. Every game she plays, home and away, is in front of a sold-out crowd. In fact, tickets for Thursday night's game, when she broke the record, were the second highest in women's basketball history, college or WNBA. Why wasn't it first? I oh, I'm know. sorry. <laughs> Little boys and girls clamor for her jersey and fans line up for hours before games in hopes of putting themselves in position to catch her eye as she enters and exits the court for warm-ups or even better, get an autograph. Chris, I'm just going to say this. And, and Nancy's column, that's her opinion, and that's fine. I'm going to push back when, you know, a college female basketball player is – is is put next to next to Michael Jordan that she's Michael Jordan. I, I I just there's a lot more that has to happen. And I'll tell you, Nancy's column, if she told me that Caitlin is gonna go to the WNBA and turn that league, Chris, 
into a rival of the NBA. Well, and ri- that's a little much. Rival what I mean, what I mean by is you're selling tickets, you're making a viable, not where, not where she the grows. great, right. not where the greatest women basketball players Chris have to go to Europe to make any money. Okay, right. that's where you. they make their money. They play at home, but they have to go to Europe to make their money, and that that's my point. Does that? Uh, does that translate into moving? If she was to move the needle in the WNBA and really make it where people are watching, Chris, people are buying tickets, and people are like all into it. Now, now I would take a look and go, my God, she is like Michael Jordan. But I, yeah. I just I find that hard to believe, and I'm not in any way, Chris, knocking her right. and what she's right. been able. I'm not. I'm talking about comparing her to Michael Jordan at this point of her college career just because of the rating from that one, you know, the, the really big uh, uh, championship, which, which, which was tremendous, and well, using that as, as she's Michael Jordan. I just think that that's I, a stretch. I, I, I agree with a lot of what you said, Rob. Um, first of all, let me say this. She is having an incredible impact on women's college basketball. There have been, I was trying to think of, I thought there was another female player. I I, I gotta be honest, I'm not that into women's basketball. All right. I never miss um, women's basketball. Oh. <laughs> the one pre- player that made me really want to watch women's games was Brittany Griner. Right. Because she was she was like the Wilt Chamberlain of female basketball. It was right? ridiculous. She might dunk. When, right, right. Right. She's blocking shots. And I was like, man, let me check this out. I feel that way. And actually, and then some about Caitlin Clark. Like, and my point is, what draws me to women's basketball is somebody doing something like so far and above everybody else that that makes me want to check it out. She's done that. Like, I, I, I want to watch Caitlin Clark. I'll be honest. Women's, men's, there's not a college player right now that I would rather watch play than Caitlin Clark. How many of her games have you watched uh, in her career? Like, I'm just, I'm just asking because, Chris, I haven't watched I mean, watched, most I of the tournament any. games. I, yeah. I, I, watch, I watch the highlights. I've watched right. the highlights. And I'm not, but I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and act like. Probably four I or okay. five. I watched the tournament games last year. So you or, did, you know, okay. the ones I could yeah. catch. But I'm just saying, like, year, I didn't watch I any, like, games. I watch highlights no, she, and I've you, seen her. Rob, she is, she makes you want to watch. Like I said, I, there's not a male or female player I'd rather watch than her. So I, I understand where Nancy's coming from in that as far as WNBA, I'm at best, at best, a casual fan. I ain't even a casual fan. Chris, how, many, how, many, how many WNBA games have you no, watched? No, I don't watch all any, man. Yeah, right. I, don't, I, I don't watch it. All right. right? No, no disrespect. I'm glad they have it. I'm glad they have hockey. I don't watch hockey either. Right. All right. This ain't about a male-female thing. I just i am not really into it. Um, but I'm into watching Caitlin Clark because she is so good and so dynamic. And she has brought me into want to watch their games. Like Michael Jordan brought a lot of casual fans in to want to watch NBA basketball. Now, 
I this is where I agree with you, Rob. If she goes to the WNBA, yep, and makes that a league that now people really want to watch, men really want to watch. You know that we're we're talking about Caitlin Clark, and now we care about who won the championship, and and they have had some great players. But if she does that, Rob, then like you said. She can be like Jordan. But the thing is this, Rob, unlike men, where like college, men's college basketball isn't really even on the radar anymore. Let's keep it real. It's all about the NBA. Right. For and it college, used to for be, women, it used, it used to, be to be almost big, Chris. Chris, I, come, I, I travel with St. John's. Me and Michael Kay when he was a basketball writer and Bill Roden, Chris, these are big people in the business, right? Right. We all travel with St. John. Yep. It was, I mean, men's basketball was huge. And now I would, I mean, I don't know, Rob, but I think you can certainly argue that women's college basketball, certainly right now with Angel Reese and South Carolina and um, Caitlin Clark, is bigger than the WNBA. And so I, I kind of feel like, Rob, when she goes into the WNBA, she's going to kind of, I don't mean taking a step down in competition, but it'll be a step down in terms of prominence. Like, you're going to have the NCAA tournament to watch her. Everybody's going to be checking her out in March. Right, and that, yeah, I get that. But in the, that. Right? In the WNBA, are people going to really be watching? If so, then you can talk about her like Jordan. Yeah, and, and that's what I really want to see. I think then you could really, like, put her in that kind of category with Jordan. I think it's a little premature, Chris, and that's the only pushback I'm having with Nancy. I get where she's coming from as far as some of the stuff that she has done yep. and moving the needle, but the, but but Michael, and you said it, when Michael came on the scene, and you could talk about the NBA and the players who were already there or whatever, he took it to another level. There's no denying Michael Jordan took it to another level. Yep. And yep. that's what we would want to see, uh, to me, to make that a fair comparison. To say that, you know, you, you played – and you got great ratings in this uh, championship game and a couple other things, and that was enough. I, I think it's got to be more than that. No, nah, that, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, she's doing a tremendous job on the college level. So far. But that league, Rob, I mean, let's keep it real. Bird and Magic, what they did for the NBA. They which saved was on the league. Delay, right. So Saved the league, Chris. Obviously, the NBA was still more viable than the WNBA at this point. But that let can she make that type of leap? I mean, that's that's a huge leap because they they really saved the beyond saving it, Rob. They put it, they made it incredibly popular. Nobody would believe Chris, like these young guys who listen to our show, that the that the championship game was on tape delay at eleven thirty after the local news. I can remember sportscasters. In New York saying, hey, if you're going to watch the NBA <laughs> championship game, uh, remember, finals, man. game two, turn your head and yep. they would hold up the score yep. on, a, on a piece of paper, Chris. Hold up the yep. score and tell you to turn your head so that they don't ruin the game for you. The game was yep. already played. And that's with Dr. J. I know. And, I mean, there was nobody more exciting than Dr. J. He's on a handful of most exciting players ever. But it still was on tape delay. And you're right. And so, you know, she's a tremendous 
And um, we'll see, you know, what kind of, but I do think, Rob, you probably agree with me. March Madness, she's going to be must-see TV. Oh, I I agree with that. I mean, considering what she's done, all the other stuff, and this is it for her, right? So so people want to get another look. That's that's another thing, Rob. What is she? Rob G, she's a junior, right? This is her last season. That's what is I thought. Is it this for is, sure? Yeah. Okay, because I thought I heard people so say they were mistaken. This is Some it. people were saying she could no, maybe pe- just get people, the NIL no, money. People were saying that, um, I think the confusion is, some people, I think it was Cheryl Swoops who suggested that she had an extra year of eligibility because of the COVID season, but that oh, did not count okay. towards it. So she's, this is right. her final season. Okay, yeah. But Rob, it's, it's unfortunate WNBA isn't that big because – you would want to see a player like this go into, you know, like how she going to do on the next level. But, but she might wind up, Chris, doing what might, all of those stars like Brittany Grinder. What, what happened? She was playing in Russia, right, when she got oh, yeah, in the yeah, trouble yeah. over there. Right. And that's where they all go to Europe and, and foreign countries yep. to make the big money playing women's basketball. And we don't have it yep. in this country. So that's, she might yep. be just like them. No, you're right. That's the litmus test for her. If you really want to say she's in that atmosphere of Jordan, the WNBA will be the litmus test and how much she makes us tune in. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. I'm watching this celebrity game. Looks it's like Team on. Shannon, they actually are going to win, going to take out Team Stephen A. They're still playing? What a three-hour game? Playing. There's only 14 seconds left. A lot of dunks, though. I'm going to give them some credit. Micah Parsons and uh, Puka Nakua, the stars. We'll see if which one gets the MVP. But um, I'll tell you, Rob, the sad thing, and I actually mean this, this game is more competitive than the actual All-Star That's game. terrible, Chris. That's I mean, and, it, and it's true. Like, they're trying. They're out there trying. Rob G., you got it on. Am I wrong? 
No, yeah, they're really going hard. I mean, yeah. like, Mike is legitimately sweating out there. Like, it's <laughs> no, the third they, quarter. No, they are going at it. He's exhausted. And, you know, that's how you play. Well, I mean, at least he played hard there and not the postseason game. I'm well, just he, saying. Well, he tried. He just, you know, didn't have it that game. <laughs> but um, my point is, Rob, that we all know that something has to change with the All-Star game. And, and when I first recognized it, Rob, was 20, I think it was 2014. The year it was in New York City at Madison Square Garden. And I remember Russell Westbrook won the MVP. And I remember thinking to myself after watching that game, like, how could you even choose an MVP? He had the most points or was up there in points. I don't know if he had the most. But it was such a disjointed, Mm -hmm. non-competitive game. You know what I mean? That is like, how you pick an MVP? Like, no, there was no resistance to anybody. Do, Do you remember, Chris, prior to that, I remember writing columns about, where whoever's hometown it was, they used to feed them the ball for them to yep. be the MVP. Try and that was bad. Them. Do you remember that? That was bad, too. I used to be like, I, I, I think, was Glenn, is Glenn Rice from Cleveland, Chris? No, but he won it. That year was in Cleveland because I remember writing the game story for that. Do you remember that? that? Yeah. Ter- Terrell Brand- Terrell Brandon was from Cleveland. There was thought. And, and it, it wasn't, so, to me at least, Rob, it wasn't mm-hmm. so much we're just going to, it's not even going to be a game, and we're just going to give this guy the ball and make sure he scores. It was like, with to me, within the course of the game, yeah, we're going to try to, you know, feed the guy who's the home from the hometown team. Right. And, you know, if he does his thing, he can be MVP. We're going to give him a, a chance to be the MVP, a better right. chance, you know. But it, it wasn't like, you know what I mean, where the defense wasn't, Defending no, no, no. or I just remember, no one else right. was shooting and things like that. That's all. I'm saying. Yeah, I just remember it was maybe two or three years in a row where the guy from the team or from the city, you know what I mean, was the MVP. Yeah, and I just remember the Glenn Rice one. I was there for that too. I I, I just thought, yeah, yeah. But I, no, he he. But um, yeah, Rob. Um, I think look, they trying to figure out how to fix it, and and I I think Eddie made a good point, and you've been there as I have I. We've been to dozens of All Star games. I will say, and I've said it before, but Eddie brought it up. Rob, it is true that there is so much other stuff going on, and Byron Scott's the one that said this: that the last thing on the players' minds is that game, and I firmly believe that because mm-hmm. you know it's Wednesday night is when the festivities begin. There are tons of parties every night. There's stuff going on during the day. Don't forget some of those players, service, Building houses, doing uh, uh, feeding people. They do stuff for the NBA. NBA cares and all that. And that's not even to mention, you know, their marketing deals. So, you know, there's suites all over with Nike, Adidas, every company. And players are at those. And it, it is, I'm telling Rob, just as a writer, I imagine you felt the same way. As a writer. Worn out. By the time they get to the game at freaking 8 or 9 o'clock at night, 8 o'clock, whatever it is. Sunday it's like, night. Right. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. It, 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 we don't even care about this game. I wonder if, so I think that there's so much going on that it's hard to get the game to be competitive again. But I wonder, and I don't think they do it, but Rob, you remember it used to be on in the afternoon. So if you what if you move the game up to the afternoon? Obviously, that makes guys at least think about 
you know, not going as hard Saturday I'm, I'm going to stop you. And, and go ahead. Television doesn't want it to. Well, yeah, I, I, you know I, what I, mean? I like, know that like it I, won't happen. I, right. I, but well, I'm just I hear saying, you. do you I think hear that you. would add, that yeah, would bring back at least a little yeah, competitive? I hear you, yeah. but, you know, it's like, like when all the games are on late and people complain to the leagues, Chris, you know this, television – is paying the freight. Right. They want the game on when they want the games on. They, they're going to start the NBA Finals at 9 o'clock. Yep. That's what time they're going to start them. They don't care. Right. They, the league doesn't want – you think the Whatever's league wants – Whatever's best for the ratings, but – Right. Yeah, I. so I think that might help. I, I think something that would definitely give it a pop, Rob, at least for a year or two, and we've mentioned it, the international versus the American – um, the problem is if the internationals destroyed us in the first game, first year, now maybe the next year it'd be like, okay, yeah, all right, we're we, we going to show them this year. We're going to see right. what time it maybe, is. And then but- if we got blasted again, then it's now it's like, okay, it's just, you know what I mean? Like it's back to being what it was. Then, it, then it'll be like Rocky, Chris. They got to, you know, like like the, the Rocky uh, movies, right? First, he, he he fought the black guy, then the Russian. You know, you got to go through all the steps, right? <laughs> and then they'd have to get somebody from, from like, Mars. It's got to be, like, an alien in order what was, to— What to, was Rocky Five? Tommy Morrison fought—was that Tommy Morrison? I think Did so. Rocky, but, but, no, well, one, which he fought um, at 60. But you remember— He fought, was, he fought uh, the guy that beat uh, Antonio Tarver, that beat Roy Jones. Remember but that you, one when he was yeah. 60. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. It was always like a predictable. Yeah. The black guy, which, which Carl Weathers right first, and then it was... Uh, um, well, it was Carl Weathers for the first two. Right. Then and it then, was but, Clubber Lang, Mr. T. Mr. T, Mr. right. T, and then and it was three, the Russian. And then it was Ivan Drago, four, yeah. And then yeah. five, I think, was Tommy Morrison. I can't remember the exact storyline. But... Um, do you want to – Eddie brought up, you know, a point. We we're talking about the international versus the American. And I do think the international is likely to win. He brought up an interesting point. Obviously, Luka, Jokic. Um, I disagree with these that. These guys he aren't great it. defenders. Yeah. But I, here's what – I thought about this because initially I was like, eh, that's interesting. But I've thought about it, Rob. And here's the thing. When we play these teams internationally, they aren't – we wouldn't look at them as great defenders either, right? We weren't looking at Germany as great defenders this year or last year in the FIBA, and they still beat us. Right. And they don't have a Giannis. Like, they'll have a few good defenders in bead. You know, like, they they will have some guys who can defend and obviously think, the lane. So, yeah, I, it'd be tough for us, man. I think the international players would beat the American players. I I, I really do. Like if they played all their guys, you know all the Chris because all the you know MVPs, they're starting five. Right. Shea Gilders, Alexander, MVP candidate. Luca, yep. Luca, they're not winning enough, but he's one of the best five players in the world. Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis. Those three are all MVP candidates. So all the MVP candidates are international. I mean, Jason Tatum maybe. What do you mean? Some Rob G says he's protesting MB because he's American. He's dual citizenship. He wants MB to play No, nah, we get America. him, Chris. He's got dual citizenship. We get him. He's playing for shame. Team USA basketball. This is basketball. how far we've fallen? Yes. Right. Now, some people want Canada too, Rob. They want the Canadians because it's North America. No, that, that's, the, that's well, a different how country. How far have we fallen where we're like MB who also has uh, citizenship in France 
who's from Cameroon. We want him. We want Shea Gilders Alexander. We want Jamal Murray, who's also but from Chris, Canada. How is it going to look if we have the All Star, the, the Olympics this summer? Joel Embiid leads us to the goal for Team USA, and then next year in the All Star break, he's playing with the world team. He's not like, and I, I don't mean this in ne- any negative way. Patrick Ewing like grew up. You know what was he? He grew up in America to some degree. He played high. Didn't he play high school ball? In yeah, America. I think so, yeah. Right. And obviously, Georgetown, um, Embiid played a year at Kansas, but, you know, he's from Cameroon. I hear what you're saying, but I'm just saying the bottom line, he's an international player. And so, I, I Rob, and, and look, once Steph, KD, and LeBron are gone, oh, you really looking at tough sledding. Yeah, it's going to be something. And you know what? That's sooner than later, Chris. It's going to right. be interesting to see how the league pivots and changes. And, and um, Well, they may never – they may be having these very conversations, Rob, and say, you know what, we don't need to do this. We don't need to have international versus American because they probably beat us now, but in five years they mop the floor with us. Right. <laughs> if they don't do it this year, you know? Yeah, it's it, it's 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 a dilemma. I don't know what you can do for the All Star game. I just, and as you said, I've covered a million of them, Chris, for, for a long time, dating back to the '80s when I was a beat writer. Um, and I I don't know what you do. I, I really don't. To make it worthwhile watching, it's not money. You can't offer people money. It's the style of play yeah, that's boring. I, I agree. You know like what I mean? It's just. 000. Rob, here's what I'm asking. I'm not asking for playoff intensity, right? No, we understand it. We don't even want that because maybe somebody get hurt. But here's what I'd ask, Rob. How about the intensity level that they play with when they play in the summer at UCLA or at the Drew League or in their open runs wherever they're playing them? How about that, right? You know they're competing, I mean, they're not lollygagging and throwing up 50-footers and stuff like they're doing in the All-Star game. They're actually playing hard. That's all we're asking for. We're not asking for the NBA Finals level intensity. Right. Nobody wants that. It's just, can we be entertained? Can we just be somewhat entertained in a basketball game, Chris? And I think that's what not just – Dunks, no fouls, three-pointers, like a million three-pointers. It just, it was boring. I think it's the word you used, right, last year watching it. Just boring. It it was unwatchable. It was unwatchable. Like, it it was beyond boring. It was just a bunch of dudes out there just taking turns shooting ridiculously long shots or going in and dunking with no resistance. Right. It was just, it was unwatchable. And Mike Malone said, I mean, it was bad. And and it doesn't have to be that bad. I remember, Rob, I don't remember what year it was, but I remember specifically David Stern was still commissioner, and the rookie-sophomore game was like this. The rookie-sophomore game was a joke, and it was, it was essentially what the All-Star game has become. It was a bunch of dudes throwing up threes, uncontested dunks, and Stern said something. Were, there was talk about that. Like really? This, the, yeah, that was embarrassing. We, that's not what our product is. And now, obviously, those players are now the stars. 
and they grew up playing more of a three-point shooting, you know, game and right. all that and knowing each other, having fun in AAU, so we're not going that hard at each other. And that's what the real thing has become, the, the real All-Star game. So hopefully there'll be a change uh, tomorrow or Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 